Hello. Hi, Kim. Hey, Kim. Hi. Hello. All right, we're all here. Great. Yes, ma'am. All right, let's get this started. Everybody, welcome to the Let Me Say This podcast. I'm Stacy. I'm Jay. This is Hill. This is Kim. And we'll start it off with our usual updates on how everybody's doing. Um, I'll, I'll go first since I'll ever go first. Oh, yay. For a change. Thank yeah, you. Um, same old, you know, work is stressful, um, tiring, but for the most mm. part, I feel good. I'm feeling okay because the weather is changing. So I think that's affecting, mm. you know, how your mood is. Yeah, it's more daylight. More daylight. And I think they're trying to make that a law. What? That it stays. Daylight savings and it doesn't keep changing. How's that going to be a law, though, if it's nature? That we don't change the time. Yes, that's we. We're the ones that change the times. And it was for agriculture, for right. farmers. Um, and things like but it hasn't passed. They've tried it before, but it hasn't passed. But um, So, yeah, it's it's a good feeling with the weather changing and it not being cold and so I'm feeling good this week. Good. Still tired, but I'm I'm all right. Kim, how are you over there in Atlanta? Well, I'm doing better than I was. It's been a rough patch lately, and you know, with rough patches comes time to sit and be quiet and you know think a lot of things and just reflect on a lot of things. Uh, just coming to realizations about life and people in my life and all types of situations and work and dealing with being back to work and the weather changing and spring break coming up. That's pretty much what's going on. And a search for my dog. Wait, you said search for your dog? Yep. Okay. You have any plans for a spring break? Or things you would like to do? Well, since I'm not really going anywhere, I don't. I I just am not too. I don't want to travel until I get my vaccine. Um, I may just go to Baltimore and visit friends that I haven't seen in a while. I don't know yet. That would be nice. Yeah, I think so. You know, the ones who are there for you, you got to stay close to. So I haven't seen my friend in a few years. So I may just go and see her. Yeah, that's true. Do you plan to, to fly or drive? I'm not driving. I don't do that driving anymore. I was going to fly. It's only about a hour and a half, two hour flight. And uh I don't know. I have to see how um, the finance is going to go, but I kind of feel like that's what I'm going to do. I want to get away. Not necessarily Baltimore is where I would want to go for spring break, but, um, you know, I'm not going to go to Miami. Okay. Um, Yeah, 
So when are you gonna get the dog? It's gonna be before spring break or when you get back. Whenever I found out, I'm waiting to find out if I got my adoption papers approved. Uh-huh. What kind of dog is it? It's a two-year-old Shih Tzu. From okay. waiting to see. Hopefully, by that by some time this week, I'll find out if I um I am approved, and then I will go and. Well, that's just pre-approval. I'm not approved, approved yet. So, it's the start of the adoption process. So, is that Shih Tzu? Is that Bailey too? Bailey's a Shih Tzu. No, Bailey is half Shih Tzu. Bailey is Maltese, half Maltese, half Shih Tzu. Okay. This is a pure, a pure Shih Tzu. Still small dog. Yeah. Shih Tzus get to be about ten pounds or so. Okay. Bailey is the cutest dog in the world. I always say mm-hmm. that, but I have never seen a cuter dog than Bailey. If you Google Moshi's, they're they're all adorable and they're all very expensive. It's a blessing to get Bailey for fifty dollars. Oh yeah, that is a blessing. Who's next, Jay? I have been good. Um, I guess I no, I guess I feel like the daylight has been beneficial for me because I finished work and it was still daylight outside I'm like this is great it's been a long time since I finished my work day and I'm you know able to see the daylight don't so, feel like you gotta go to bed right, the yeah. right away. that's how I was feeling in the winter like I was wanting to go go to sleep at like four o'clock in the afternoon you get exhausted yeah yeah you know it's, it's mental of course yeah still um work is still work busy annoying all of the above you know um, that's never gonna change until I make a change, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, things at home are okay. Um, I've just been a little in my feelings, just Uh-oh. so, just more so because COVID is still around, and the like. We're we're at a for me, it's like I'm I'm still grieving the loss, the the change. You know, it's a lot that COVID has caused. So. I, I've been in my feelings a little bit lately, but you know the daylight has helped me get out of that, so to speak. Yeah, I'm grateful to be alive and COVID-free. Right, taking a test every month, and that's it. Hmm. How about you, me? Well, when I go into the office, it doesn't matter. I always leave, and it's dark outside, so that doesn't make a difference (laughs) um and the only way i know that is because the i don't keep the overhead lights on because those fluorescent lights get on my nerves when i notice that it's getting darker in my office i realize oh shoot it's late it's late (laughs) maybe i should leave now Mm -hmm. um but other than that it's the, the same old same old you know trying to uh keep up with work um trying to keep up with my um trying to be in a more positive space and also trying to keep up you know with my health you know as you get older you got to keep up with things i mean i would actually recommend even when you're younger keep up with your health because things can creep up on you Mm -hmm. yeah especially when you think you know, when you're younger, you think you're invincible. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to go to the doctor as much, but 
even if you think you're healthy, it's I've learned that because I've I, that was my mentality. Like I don't need to go. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, but going and finding out certain things, you know, low iron things like that because low vitamin D things you're supposed to do to keep that up, and that, and that causes you to have low energy, which I normally, you know, when I get off of work, I'm tired, exhausted. I don't really want to do much because I just want to sleep. But that's the cause of you having, you know, those low deficiencies. So, yeah, when you're younger, you should definitely check it out. And when you're older, it's a must. To, to prevent things because people in their 20s and 30s can end up with serious illness, too. So, yeah, of course. There's no discrimination in age. So we are at a year anniversary of COVID, Corona, Panorama, all yeah. those things. How are we feeling? It, I don't feel, I feel, sometimes I feel like it's more than a year. I feel like it's been like five years. And then sometimes I feel like, where did the time go? Yes. Um. Do like I don't feel like much has changed. As far as, I mean, I know that there's vaccines now, but people are still passing away. Mm -hmm. People are still getting sick. People are still um, at home, Zooming meetings, Zooming friends, um, still have to self-distance, social distance when you're out, still have to wear a mask. So is it now, like, do you feel like it's just coming a new normal or are we thinking that things are going to change. Like, how, What does this year look like to you? It's still a pandemic. I don't see, even though there's more people working outside and more places are open than what it was this time a year ago, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. We're still walking around with masks. And I think a year ago, we weren't even walking around with masks. A year, like in the beginning, like maybe the first, couple of weeks we didn't even mandate masks so it's it's different but not much different so I feel feel like it's just one day at a time you know um, I, I think now at least we kind of got a hand like we know what it is versus mm -hmm. when this first started we had no idea because it was like every week it was something different no mask yeah. wear a mask be in the hospital ventilator no ventilator um, gloves, wipe every. That was the time when I would wipe everything down mm. that I bought from the supermarket. Yes, mm -hmm. I still do sometimes, and know where I'm going. Which yes. market you went to, right? Yes, it was bad, but we're still in the middle of this pandemic, and the reality is, it's not gone because most of the world is working from home. So when it's gone, you're gonna see a huge influx in traffic because people are still not going to feel comfortable with public transportation. So we're still in the middle of the pandemic and the signs are still there. And like you said, people are still dying. It's lower numbers, but I don't feel any different in a positive way, at least. Mm. What about you, Kim? Well, I know we're in the New York environment, so things are a little bit different depending on where you are. What's your feelings and how are things in Atlanta? Well, nothing has changed in Atlanta. Nothing is ever closed. I mean, it's just never been closed. So I can't be like, oh, this was an open. I mean, the All-Star Weekend was here last week. 
-hmm. You know what I mean? So what does that tell you? There was over 200 parties last week alone. Um, all you could do is, I mean, I think more so than the pandemic, I think it has um, become like a reckoning and it's made people really reevaluate themselves and reevaluate their lives and everything that's going on because everyone is just kind of, if you're doing the right thing, you've just been home and just been quiet and still. Um, I don't know. I don't, I just do what I got to do and hopefully it will change. I'm just being, being realistic. It's going to be here for a while. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to continue to wear masks for a while because, um, even in the research I've been doing about getting vaccinated, um, they still advise, you know, after you get your second dose, you still need to wear a mask until you're fully, your body has fully acclimated to the vaccine. And that could take up to 30 days once you get the second dosage. So I just think just people have just been more selfish. And because America is just a selfish country, the longer it continues, the just people are kind of losing it. And I think we're just kind of losing grip and kind of forgetting that the pandemic is actually still a thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was an all. There never should have been an all star game, and it should have never been in a majority black city when it's affecting black people the most. I didn't get any of that. I didn't understand, and there was a ridiculous amount of people here last week. Um, I don't know. I just wish that everyone would just do what they're supposed to do. But it's hard not to when they don't make it easy for you to not to have to stay home. They're not paying us and treating us like other countries. So you have to go to work. So because we can't stay home and just really let it do what it's got to do, it's just going to be around for a little bit long. I think we just have to protect your peace and protect your grace because it's just something that's going to be here. I think I, I think it's going to be the new normal for a few a few years. Mm hmm. I agree, especially when you have things like um, All-Star Weekend and over 200 parties and no social distancing and no mask on. And um, and this is how this virus has a good old time. I mean, churches are open again. Churches. Churches and schools. I mean, the schools are open. Um, but I passed by a church um Wednesday evening and it was Bible study and the parking lot was packed and I'm like wow it's packed on a Wednesday I can only imagine what it looks like Sunday morning and you know these old people ain't in there with masks so Kim are so, people in the supermarkets and, and on the street and stuff no, are they wearing no. Honestly, well, everything, you know, has a sign on it that says they require masks. But when you have a governor who never took it serious from jump, sued the mayor of the of Atlanta because she wanted to put a mask mandate in place. Um, I went to pick up my breakfast at Cracker Barrel this morning. And I don't want to point out which race it wasn't wearing masks. 
but they were just up in there walking around Cracker Barrel in the little general store area, not even like an inkling of a mask on. Um, and I was just, I, I just, I just don't understand it. It's it's it's, 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 ins it's insanity to me. So they're not really enforcing it. But if you go into a store or the mall or a supermarket, no one's going to stop you without a mask on. That's crazy. So there's a lot we don't know. Mm -hmm. But we do know is that Rona loves people in close proximity, breathing on one another, touching on everything, that that's what Rona likes. And we still are not heeding but when you have a government that's still divided on it, with these Republicans and Democrats, you know, they're not unified in how we should move forward together in this country, then you're going to have people in different states going by, you know, whatever their party is saying, because that's what they all feel anyway. Yeah. So it's going to be that way until they come on one accord and make it one, you know, one unified decision. And otherwise, I mean, people are going to do what they want because everyone says, I have the freedom to do what I want in this country. So who's mm. going to tell them no? Mm. Common sense I mean, should tell them no. Yes. I mean, six, common sense. I mean, Six Flags is opening next weekend. You know what I mean? Like, this is what's happening. And it's about to be spring break and, you know, everything is going to be open. Mm -hmm. It's just a, it, it's, the the selfishness, like I said, Americans are just a selfish nation of people. But the selfishness and the entitlement is at proportionate levels that you can actually sit in the face of science and deny that it's a, a pandemic. You can deny wearing a mask because you don't feel like it. It's just, it's insane. It's, it's, it's insane. To, I'm sorry not to cut you off. When you, like, when you go in a store and you see it, and you see people online and some people with masks and some people without masks. And it's just like, it's just an insane thing to see, the selfishness of people. That's what we've been saying from the beginning. You have to, you have to take care of you in this pandemic. You have to do what's right. Wear your mask, um, keep social distance. No matter what you see going on, wash your hands. Out. Yeah, wash your hands, use hand sanitizer. I can't even tell you how many times a day I'm pumping, pump, pump, pumping mm -hmm. hand sanitizer on my hand. It's dry and cracked. I'm feeling it right now. But I have, and it's just, you know, now it's kind of like programmed in me because if I can't wash them right away, then I got to use hand sanitizer mm -hmm. because I don't want to take a chance for myself or for somebody else. That's right. So with all that said, go ahead. Yeah, I'm I was going to say, too, I think, not to cut you off, Hill, but we were talking at the same time. I was going to say, too, I think that also as we continue to be in this pandemic and different variants and strains are popping up, I really think that people should really, really look into the efficacy and um, the side effects of one of the three vaccines because I was reading in order for us to produce herd immunity, 85% of the population has to get vaccinated. And it's going to take either a, 
complete nationwide shutdown for like four weeks to kind of get things under control. And because we have such a divided government, we know that's not happening. Or it's going to take what they say about 85% of the population to get vaccinated. And I think that we all understand it's the United States. I mean, they poison us and they're going to kill us in any, every form of fashion. They're already poisoning us. But I think you should, everyone should really look into it and make an informed decision, the best decision for you as in regards to the vaccine. I've decided I'm going to take it, um, especially with the influx of children. They're bringing more and more children into the classroom, and we already can't social distance. And Atlanta is open. So I'm trying to protect myself in, in those cases. And it's now flu season, and every child in my class is already sneezing and noses are running already. So I'm just trying to protect myself. Basically, um, I'm locked in a a vault of germs for seven hours a day. Um, so I got to protect myself. So it's finally being offered to teachers. And I think I'm going to go ahead and and go ahead and take the, uh, the vaccine. But I think everyone should just really be informed about it. Because we're never going to get over this. Well, that's how I feel. Um, so I do agree with, with doing your research, consulting with your healthcare provider, your, your doctor, um, and making an informed decision about the vaccine. Um, some days I feel fine. I'm okay with just, you know, doing the things that I do, um, and mostly staying home. But then there are times that I, I I want to get up and I want to go. I want to do something, especially when it's when it's nice outside and the sun's out. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not too sure um, where we're going to be in the next six months. Hopefully, in a better in a better space. Um, I don't know. Um, Eva, that's a good point. Do research and then make a decision from there. We shall have more information. You can make a better decision on if you're going to get it or, or if, you know, you're not. So, so speaking of the Rona, and when this first started, we were talking about our boy, the love gov, Andrew Cuomo, and how we felt he was doing a, a, a good job. <laughs> And now all of a sudden he's in uh, the midst of a sexual harassment scandal. What do y'all think about that? I mean, I don't, I don't think that anyone is surprised. I don't, I don't know why anybody would be surprised. Um, it is, I mean, it, he, took, he took charge and I mean, I'm looking from the outside in. I saw him taking charge and stepping in when de Blasio was not able to or didn't want to, whatever the case may be. But the whole situation with Cuomo and the nursing homes and just a lot of other things and all this sexual harassment, I don't know. I don't, he said, he already said he's not going to resign. Um, 
I don't know if resigning would be the best thing right now. I feel like because we're in a pandemic, stay there and fix it and continue what you've been doing. I don't think it would be cool to bring someone new in, but I think exactly. it needs to I think it needs to come to and not only because of continuity. Um, I think whenever his term is up, I don't know how long, how many more years Cuomo has, then anything um, criminal needs to take place. But bring it out into light now. Let it be known what type of person he is. I mean, but I it's unfortunate. I so, I'm sorry. It's unfortunate. I'm not surprised. It's a, it's a a, polit- a white politician. We don't have the facts on the sexual harassment part so we have to wait and see how that comes about but as far as other politicians like de blasio and chuck schumer saying that he needs to resign at this point cuomo has i guess not gone with the pack and he stepped on toes and we all know as new yorkers ourselves the way we speak Everybody's not going to like how it comes out. Mm-hmm. He did what he had to do in the middle of a pandemic with no help, with no backing for the federal government. Whatever he did, it worked for New York. That's right. And a lot of states didn't do well in those hard times. He did what he had to do. <laughs> um, so if there is negligence or things that were done wrong, yes, he needs to be held accountable for it. But all I have to do is he did a good job when we had no idea what was going on. And New York was hit the hardest mm-hmm. out of every state. And they basically told us to sink or swim on your own. Y'all by yourself. And he did what he, I mean, let's, let's be honest. He was by, and he said, whatever happens, I'll take responsibility for it. But I got to do what I have to do for New York. And he did. So I don't think that a lot of people liked it. I don't think the Blasio liked it because the Blasio didn't do his job. He never does his job, but yet he's the first one to say, "Yeah, I think he should step down." Mm. And then, 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 then. Mm. no, I think you should go do your job. How about that? How about you go worry about NYCHA <laughs> or the NPA? How about that? Or the board of ed? Mm-hmm. Or while people are getting attacked by rats on every other block? <laughs> Wait a minute, rats on every other block? I mean, New York is it's just it's just, he needs to do his job. But well, that's what I, um, Love Gov said. He said, "I'm." So Andrew said, I'm going to avoid distractions and I got a job to do. I got a budget to to take care of. I got New Yorkers to take care of. Mm-hmm. So he said, wait for the facts to come out, wait for the investigation to finish. And I agree. We dealt with that other man for four years with all the mess that he was involved in. And his people said the same thing. Oh, let's, oh, let's just wait. Let's not do anything yet. Let's see what else happens. Hmm. And for four years, we waited and saw everything happen. Mm-hmm. At least Cuomo is on a positive note. There's a difference there. I, honestly, I ain't worried about his scandal. It'll come. Whatever happens in the dark will always come to light. Right. So if it's something that he did wrong, it's going to eventually come out. So is it impacting his job as the governor? No. The Blasio said it is. It's not. He says everyone's lost faith in him. I haven't. That's what I said. He wants to put that out there because he thinks this is his time to kick the Blasio when he's down. He ain't down yet. 
So you got to be careful when you make statements like that about people not losing faith in him. He's the only one that New Yorkers could kind of rely, well, could rely on to give the facts and to let us know, like, look, this is what's going on. This is what y'all need to do to protect yourself and your family and everybody else. The Blasio, I don't know what he was doing during the hard, the hard months when we were trying to figure out, can we go to the store? Can we, you know what I'm saying? What, what can we do as far as working? What can we do as far as like eating? Or doing? Mm-hmm. The Blasio didn't have no answers. He wasn't doing mm-hmm. press conferences. He just started recently doing them the last couple months, but it was always the it was always Cuomo. Stacey, he was doing not not he was doing not in the, the press conferences. You just didn't know what the hell he, he was talking about from the beginning. Yes. yes. Well, I never saw that. He tried to beat Cuomo to it some days. I think he was doing it in the morning, and Cuomo was like in the afternoon. Yeah, he was doing them in the beginning. Well, it wasn't it wasn't efficient. It wasn't good. <laughs> it it wasn't observed. I didn't get any information from him. It was never any facts. It was always feelings with him. So yeah, we will have to see on that part. But the as far as him stepping down, I agree with Kim and everybody that said no. Let him finish his term. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much longer he has, but my conspiracy theory mind is thinking four years from now, because who's gonna run again since he wasn't impeached? Trump. Or who is he fearful of that could possibly run after he his Senate turn his, his government turn this over, which would be Cuomo. Mm. Who would America look at to as to who let this not well New York the biggest city in the country mm-hmm. and did a great job? It would be Cuomo. He has a lot going for him, work related. So things that are going on, you know, it's all about politics mm-hmm. and chess moves and things like that. So. Eliminating your competition. Yes. Hmm. He has no competition at this point, though. So, we'll or maybe on. he's just a, a dirty old man who was a sexually harassing women, and now his act, now his his dirt is coming to light. What could it just be that? We don't know. I mean, we would have. To I'm, wait I'm just. I'm just saying. It may not be anything. As I mean, I don't. Excuse me. I don't knock. Um, the government making moves, <clears throat> excuse me, especially for the next four years, because I don't think Joe Biden's going to make a whole four years. But, or maybe it's just that <clears throat> his wrongdoings came to light. Like, you can't keep doing these things and think you're not going to be held accountable for them because you're the governor of New York. Why not? The president of the United States did. Well, your DA is going after her right now. So that's in the process. That's why I said, let it come out what he did. But I don't think it was the right to just make him leave office in the middle of what he started. That's, that yeah. sounds, that's, that's counterproductive. Exactly. We're in a crisis and we need that leadership, that yeah. strong leadership. Yeah. We have so. to wait and see for the rest of the information. We don't know. So facts come out. We don't know. But yeah. Let the man stay and finish what he's doing. And ultimately, isn't it up to, oh, it's not up to us at this point. We elected him. No, we, don't, to, we don't have that power. Yeah, we can't keep him in office. <laughs> it's, it's beyond us. And he already said he's not going to resign. So it's just going to go on and on. And he's going to continue however long he's going to be there. Because he already said he's not going to resign. Unless something uh, damning, ex- like extra damning comes out. Like a video right. or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, it's funny. It's funny. I thought he was married. 
No. No. He was in a he was in a long term relationship for a while, but then with Sandra Lee from mm-hmm. the Food Network. From the Food Network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they, they oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Guess we'll see what happens, right? Yeah, I guess so. So, um, Jay, you was talking to me about this um, Oprah interview. Yes. Oh, hold on. What? 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 Oh, go ahead, go ahead with the Oprah because y'all already know how I feel about Oprah anyway. But go ahead, please. So Oprah had an interview with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. What was that about? I didn't see all. Yeah, so it, it's Prince Harry right now, but it won't be much longer. He's going to be losing his titles and everything. Um, so I I saw more so clips than anything. I did get part of the interview. Um, so Oprah interviewed. Harry and Megan about them leaving. Uh, what do you call that place? What is it? What is it? The the, the um, royal family. Yes. They, <laughs> but let's just make it they ain't royal. But okay, go they ahead. royal over where they at. Yeah, whatever. And what is it, London or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um. So it was just a. It was a, a lengthy interview, so they didn't even show the whole interview. Um. Did they show all his feet? Oh, M G! Stop it. I think she had on boots, actually, but um, no, and they were in California, but um, so no, yeah, Stacy. So the interview focused on what they were. So it was them expressing what they were going through with the family. So from the time Megan got into the family, how things were going, because it seems like she was looked at at a negative light from the get go, um, from the tabloids, and the family didn't like save her from that so like yeah so kate she was compared with kate in a negative light so if kate ate avocados megan ate avocados for a negative reason (laughs) if kate was holding her belly it was all positive when megan held her belly it was for an image so it was just like a lot of negativity on um megan and she got to the point where she was gonna commit suicide from all the negativity that was going on around her like they weren't protecting her. They were talking about her being pregnant and how um, her baby wouldn't even have a title, whether it was a he or a she. Um, they weren't going to have security. And Harry made the ultimate decision decision to save his family because he saw his mom like repeat history of history of his mom repeating itself. So he made the ultimate decision to get away from the family. It started with them stopping to work for the family and then it went from there but it seems like there's certain people in the family and they wouldn't specify but to me my interpretation was the grandparents are not so much the one unless it's an image um but it sounded like more like it was his dad and his brother that um were the negative ones um what was the part about um the 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 color of the child was the child going to be dark yes so they didn't come to Megan with that but they came to Harry but he wouldn't say who came no, to they, him she with said that. it they, she said they said that to her too it wasn't just she did? yeah I thought she but said. my issue with both of them if you're stepping away from this family right and you're telling me that number one um he's not going to have security he's not going to be able to have a title because he's going to have um, lineage of, of black in his DNA. Um, 
and you know Oprah asks like well who said that neither one of them would say who I'm just going to be honest with you at that point if I'm taking everything and giving it back to you I'm letting everything out throw it all on the table the queen said it uh, my dad said it my brother said it well I don't understand why there's still protection for these people who said these horrible things to you about your baby and the horrible things they said to Megan to make her be depressed mm -hmm. and want to commit suicide. Um, why you would still be protecting them? That's the question. Because they're family. No, you know, at the end because they're family. Just because you wouldn't, and it's not just family. It's it's a it's family. It's hard to be like, yeah, my daddy said it. I do too. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it was either the daddy or the brother that asked. But I would think it's hard for him to be like, my daddy said it. Because at the end of the day, it's still his daddy. Mm -hmm. Then why throw it out there anyway? Right. That's what because I'm I why think because they're, because they're share because it wasn't about who said it. It was about let me share my experience of what happened when I was there. I, I didn't think it was like a a uh, uh, who done it? I think it was like we're just telling you what happened. But you didn't tell us what happened. You they told you what happened. They told you that she no. was so mistreated and bullied that she felt suicidal. They told you that they asked her what color her baby was going to be while she was still pregnant. She shared her experience with you. That's what they were sharing. I don't buy it. I mean, I, I can understand. Why, I mean, hold on a second. Why would they, what, what is it that you don't buy? That you don't get that this happened to them because they're not saying who said it? I don't buy the whole interview. I don't understand why it was done, why it needed to be done. There was no information given. There was no story because you're not giving any information about really what's going on with your family for you to, for you to completely turn your back on them, right? But that's still family. You don't they were sharing their experience. They're not. They didn't completely turn their back on their family. They just left the. They left their positions in the monarchy. They didn't. It's not like. Won't even take his phone call. Him. His. His. Was I just talking? So, if I don't think if it's that bad, it's more than just what color is your baby going to be when it's born. I don't think it was just, I don't think it was just, he didn't dis, He didn't leave his family. He left his royal position within the monarchy. He didn't, he didn't, he's not be like, all right, well, I'm not talking to my grandma no more. I'm not talking to my daddy no more. He's just like, I'm leaving my duties as prince with the monarchy. That's okay, what so he's doing. He didn't, he's not out here saying, He's not out here saying middle finger to my grandma. That's still his grandma. But who I never got the impression. Who won't protect your son? His grandma. Yeah, your grand mm -hmm. your grandmother, who's a queen of England, won't protect her grandchild. But that's that's my grandma. You well, know you know what? You you all see you all see it one way. I see it one way. Everyone interprets it differently. I don't think that anyone would get on TV and lie. It's their personal experience. How are you going to tell them what they experience is wrong? Just I'm because you don't agree, wrong. just because you don't agree with 
the method they went about it. You can't say that their personal experience is wrong or made up or they're exaggerated. It's how they felt that they experienced. So I'm not going to shut down either one of them, but I never took it as he's like, well, I'm leaving my princely duties. So it's F you grandma, F you daddy. I mean, he already lost one parent. Why would he be? He accepted his his father's mistress as the, his stepmother. I'm not, but I think that's the point that I, I was trying that how I'm viewing it is if you're going to put this information out there because you see similarities and what happened with your mother and the demise of your mother, then to also draw a line and say, okay, I'm going to put the information out here, but to a certain extent. Yeah, I'm going to say to myself, I don't understand that. If you want everyone to know what's going on with you and your experiences, lay it all out there. And unfortunately, people lie on TV, radio, podcasts, all the time. People say things just so they can get in the media or they can keep their name in the media. So not saying that they're lying, not saying they're telling the whole truth. I just, I'm just trying to figure it all out. And maybe it's not for me to figure it out because I probably won't give a damn after we finish talking about this because I, I really probably won't care after no, we finish talking I about mean, this. At this point, I don't think anybody was lo really looking for Megan and um, Harry to say anything. So for it to come, for you to say you're doing an interview People are saying, I guess they're going to say everything that's been going on. Mm -hmm. And for you to not, I'm just speaking from my point of view, for you to not want to give details on what it is, then don't do an interview. And I'm not saying that he's saying F you to, their fa to his family. They're saying that to him. If you're not protecting your grandchild, he's not going to be able to have a title because if once, once Harry goes, who's going to be on that, on that um, who's going to reign in his position? His son. That's why they're not going to protect him because they don't want him Upcoming. to reign. Exactly. So what is that saying about the, the woman that he married? Y'all don't care about her either. Mm -hmm. the, the, point, the point I'm trying to make is his, fa his father made mistakes. His son forgave him. His son <clears throat> married someone who he loves. Y'all can't accept her and your grandchild. You won't, turn, you won't return his phone calls. His brother won't speak to him. Who knows what his, his grandmother is saying. Because I don't think she's the type to hold her tongue. She shouldn't, and she wouldn't have to because she's the queen. So I get he doesn't want to say anything about his family because mm -hmm. that's still family. Then don't do an interview at all. Go live your life. We want to check in for more. I wasn't checking for them. I was going to check in for the Tyler Perry gave them somewhere to live. I'm like, what, what I say, and this is what I'm saying, but this is my mind. Tyler Perry, now we can talk about a bag. Now that's interesting. Why, why, that's all, to me, this, is, this is, seems so weird. That's my word. It's a weird situation. It's, the it's, it's, in it's, Tyler Perry and Oprah. It's weird to me. It's <laughs> it all. It's just so weird. So it's interesting. It is weird to me. The whole situation. Because the weird. whole network and where Tyler Perry started and they had that connection. That's so weird. But it was on. Wasn't it on like CBS or something like I that? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I've seen two clips of it. It just. It's just like I don't understand. I don't understand. No, but I. What, it's weird that I'm. I'm sorry. It's it's weird that a man. 
felt who has more than enough felt some type of way to help out somebody else. He he it's not gonna hurt him to give them use a house that he ain't using. Um I understand that I mean it's it's amazing to me the level of you on your own, it seems weird. I have any empathy or sympathy for anybody. Like he has enough to, that's what you're supposed to do. If you see somebody who's going through it and you could provide something, why not provide for them? It's no skin off of his dick. Which takes me back to, you are still viewing, that's my family, that's my family, that's my family. And you have to go to a total stranger for help and protection. But from my understanding, they didn't go to him. They can, He came to them. Even still, so if, if family is family is family, and you still have to rely on a stranger, then what's the quality of that family relationship? I don't, I don't agree because I feel like at the end of the day, good and bad, your family is still your family. That's your blood. So you go through, regardless of how harsh it is, like. I've had many spats with my father, but at the end of the day, yesterday was his birthday and we were talking about, I love you and how, you know, spending time together. So it's still family at the end of the day. So regardless of what you go through, that is your blood and nobody can change that. No situation can change that. And you technically know at the end of the day, if it really came down to it, you can fall back to your family. Well, not at this moment, but when something happens to his parents, who who is he going to be able to rely on? His grandmother? Well, he said that he said they're relying. He said they're relying on the inheritance that his mother left him. They're saying that she left millions of dollars and they have other business ventures that they're I mean, they're making money. It's not like they're sitting destitute somewhere. But I, I mean, we keep saying how come that he's not saying names where people have kept bigger secrets about family members, horrible secrets about family members and never said anything and never said anybody's name. So why are we surprised that he doesn't want to say who asked him what color his baby was going to be? Because nobody's doing interviews and and, and coming to okay. someone and saying, this is going to happen, but then I'm not going to give you that information. So then don't don't say anything. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying that they're not well off. I'm saying if something happens to Harry and Megan, right? Who was going to look after that baby? Megan has family. I'm saying from his side of the family. Probably nobody. Nobody. That's my point. And I understand that's his family. I get that. But when you have a when you have children and you get married, now I, and I understand why he left the the royal family. But that's a hard thing to look. To, to deal with like my my son is not going to have any relations with anybody on my side of the family because of He's his mother of color. because of his mother I mean but is there any surprise at the same time look how old the queen is like she's she's not from an era of biracial relationships she's from an era a Trump era I'm sure she even though you know her, her vote wouldn't you know make any difference because she well she can't vote US I'm sure she's a Trump supporter. So, but at the end of the day, she made a statement where she said that that's still her family. So 
I feel I agree with that. I'm sorry. I understand where y'all coming from in the the disagreement, but I think it it really came down to it. They know Harry was able to hold his own, and that's why they didn't, you know, have to help him. But I think if they really needed to, that they would hold Harry down. Hold Harry down and the baby. No. I don't know because God forbid. I mean, I don't. Would you, see it I'm just saying, like, but you would would if you were to marry someone and have a baby, and no, I'm saying, and your, and your father was like, well, you know, you're still my daughter, but that I'm not considering a part of this family. That's just not gonna work. So what's the difference? People get That's married. People get married every day to other people whose families are not involved in their lives and they make through. God forbid something happens as a parent, you have already made provisions as to what's going to happen to your child. I would think that as parents, she still has family. He has other family that's not in the royal family and they're rich and they have friends. So I'm sure as parents, I mean, she's pregnant. They're about to have another baby. I would imagine as parents, as all parents do, you make provisions for what would happen to your child if God forbid anything ever happens to us. I'm sure they will. I'm just saying for the child to know that there's a there's a part of his family. Why, why would Archie lineage? not know that he comes from royal lineage? I, I, think it, I think people are confused. Like, just because... Like, he's not going to talk to his family anymore. He's not going to be able to hold a title. So, but he still can learn the, the history of his family. But that's great to learn the history of your family. It's also great to find out that your family's not effing with you like that because you're a person of color. A lot of people have get dealt with that and you figure it out. You're acting like his life is going to be so, he's going to be devastated when he turns 15 and finds out that his grandmother, who's going to be dead by then because she's already 100, didn't accept him because he's one-fourth black. I, th they'll deal with it. Would you be devastated? To find that your family doesn't accept you for whatever reason, whether it's because you're black, because you're tall, because you're skinny, because you're fat. Would you be devastated if your family didn't mess with you like that? Because it's something yes, they but I think, so, I think so that's people the deal with it. But it, I don't think, and you also, it, he's in an environment where he will be loved and, and protected to make his way through any feelings he may have towards it. He's not just going to. He's not just going to find out one day and just have to be left out in the in the woods to fend for himself. He seems like his parents. They seem like they dote on this baby tremendously. Mm -hmm. I, I, okay, so I get what y'all saying, but my thing that I was trying to say is, is okay. Yes, he'll be protected by his family. Yes, he'll have money. This, that, or the other. It's another thing to internally know that your family feels a certain way about you because of who you are or who one of your parents may be. That if I was pure white, I would be next in line to be the king. He, first so of all, he's never going to be next in line to be the king. Prince Harry is sixth in line to be the king. Charles, their daddy's true. next. Then it's the older brother. And then the older brother has two sons that came before. Then Harry would come and then Archie would come. 
So once again, let me let me clarify the point that I'm trying to make is in 2021, people of color are still dealing with the fact that because we are people of color, we are looked down upon. We are not worthy enough. We are not enough, period. And this is something that this child may have to deal with. Hopefully he Whether doesn't. Whether he wants it or not is not the point. The point is that this is a conversation piece that we're having right now, which is insane. In 2021, we're still talking it's about people asking how dark your child is going to be. Because his grandmother and sure. his mother are black. That's that's the whole point. So, good luck to them, and I'm sure they'll be fine. They'll 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 be financially good. And I'm sure the baby will have his But I just think it's insane that because of that. He won't have any protection. He won't be able to have any. It's just it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm just proud that his father, like, made the ultimate decision to choose accordingly because he chose his wife and his child as he should have. So I'm just happy that Harry made that decision. And now they're going to be Americans because they're in California. So. Thank you, TPP, for looking out. Well, he put them in um, Canada. Well, that's what they they wanted to still be a part of the um, royal family. So that was why he put them in Canada. But then the tabloids released where they were in Canada. So they had to move from there. So now they're in California somewhere. It's Oprah. So, you know, they, everybody she, getting to them. Over there. And she's from California. They moved there to be close to her family. Okay. Sidebar, Stacy. She had on boots. Oprah's feet are jacked up. Okay, please. I pray she has surgery on these feet. Give her some relief. <laughs> so, did you guys hear about um, Stacy Dash? She's ready to regain <laughs> Stacy. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. Stacey Dash is ready to regain her invite to the cookout, and Black Twitter is not here for it, according to Baller Alert. Did did y'all see that? I'm not white no more. They said during her latest interview with the Daily Mail, Dash apologized for her harmful comments and support for Donald Trump over the years. The clueless actress claims that the deadly capital riot was a turning point for her causing her to dis- distance herself from Trump and his beliefs when that happened I was like okay I'm done I'm truly done she explained because senseless violence of any kind I denounce what happened on January 6th was just appalling and stupid Dash added that there were things that she was sorry for. She was she was sorry for her um, saying that she was she was being arrogant, prideful, and angry. She should have just kept that to herself. Nobody was looking for her. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Nobody was checking for her. But doesn't everyone deserve another chance? <laughs> Nobody is willing to give Stacey Dash another chance. I mean, look. She came out and she apologized. She realized that she was being stupid and prideful. Um, she looking for a job. And arrogant. And mm-hmm. arrogant. So, 
you know. Oh, it's funny. Someone did say that in the comments. She must got a new project coming out. <laughs> it's about work and money. Hey, look, her brother Dave can give her some money. How about that? Her cousin? Oh, that's right, cousin. Brother Dave, whatever. Okay. Her family. Her family member. Once again, family got your back, but go ahead. I mean, I wasn't rocking with Stacey Dash for a long time. But if she if she's realized that she made some mistakes, we're not perfect. Can we just give the girl another chance? So we can give the royal family another chance, but we can give Stacey Dash another what chance? What you mean? They didn't apologize for anything. What are you talking about? How do we know they didn't apologize? They didn't tell us that. That was the They unknown. haven't said anything. So what did we know? <laughs> we don't know nothing. What are we about? What are, what are we forgiving them for? Stacey Dash needs to go back in the hole she was in. So you say no. I say give her another chance. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing, hell? It's hilarious to me. Well, it's your topic. So what is your thoughts on this? Um, okay, so in my in my more mature years, as I'm maturing mm-hmm. in life, I am finding that, yeah, sometimes you know it's okay to um forgive people. Doesn't mean you're gonna rock with them like that the way you once used to. Um, but hey, we all have things that we have to we have to atone for, myself included. So if she's telling the black community that she's sorry, thank you for those words, but you know, let's see what your actions are after that. It's job related. I think like you said she got a project coming out, something. She needs some money. She's looking for some money. So she wants y'all to realize that she ain't about Trump no more. Jeez. She got people. We gotta she, we gotta we gotta be we gotta support. We gotta embrace like we've embraced certain people throughout their their um their history. We we kept letting them come back. We kept forgiving them. I'm not gonna name no names. Justin Timberlake? No, I'm talking about black people. No, oh. I'm talking about them. We 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 swept things under the rug for certain entertainers. That is true. So, if she's apologized, I don't see the big deal in giving her another chance. So she's on very, 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 very thin ice with black people. Would you be watching her next project? It's probably gonna be no. on Lifetime as a starter. No, it ain't gonna be nowhere big. The only thing I ever watched that Stacey Dash was in was Clueless, and Clueless the the TV show was she in that? Yes, but yeah. you also watched Single Ladies. Okay, but she but she wasn't in the whole. She, yeah, she was in like the first season. Oh, yeah. yeah, she wasn't that important in there. That's why she was the the main star. She was one of the the what? Oh, well, I guess. Kim, how you feel about Stacey Dash? You gonna forgive her? You want her back in the fold? Well, you know we're supposed to give people a chance to redeem themselves. So let her see what she's gonna do. I don't take nobody's word for nothing. Let's see what her actions say. Mm-hmm. I agree. And let's not forget though what she did. Cause she was horrible at one time. She was. That's true. She was. So yeah. Well, to be continued. <laughs> to be continued. Okay. Hello? Yep. We're all back on. So I know. Can I actually say something? I have an update. Uh-huh. I just got an email telling me that the dog I applied for was adopted by another family, and I'm a little bummed out by that. Oh, 
No. Hmm. Sorry. So you still have yeah. to complete the application, like to be an adoptive, I guess so to speak. <clears throat> yeah, I just have to look and see if there's any other dogs I'm interested in. Okay. But the small dogs are hard to come by. But yeah, so don't give up. Like, what do you do? Do you have to put each dog you have to put a bid in or you have to put an application in for? Yeah, you got to put an application. If your application is approved, then you can go forward in the process. But I guess, excuse me, he, uh, I guess may perhaps because I did it online and I don't know. So, but he just got adopted. So. I wish him the best of luck. Yeah. Mm. I'm used to, well, not used to, but, you know, uh, being disappointed and let down has been happening a lot lately. So it is what it is. I'm not. I'm not. You was for you. Your dog that's meant for you, it's on its way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry. Well, what were you? Uh, what were you about to say, Hill? Nothing as important as um your dog. I feel bad. I was just gonna talk to y'all about um. Did y'all watch D'Angelo and Friends on Versus? Um, I when I came on when it was supposed to, and there was no D'Angelo, so I left. <laughs> Apparently, it started an hour late, and I just never came back. Okay, well, I watched the, um, what, the repeat? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Method Man and Red Man was on. Um, he did some of his old songs. Um, and I think Stacey was a little bit perturbed because her was on in place of Lauren Hill. She would have preferred to see Lauren Hill. But does it seem like many of really was interested or into it? I think versus. They I said it was a concept, um, but I, I maybe there was more friends. I only saw Redman and Method Man, and then her um, when they did the duet with nothing. Um, what's the song? Nothing even matters. Um, so they did good, but you know you just wanted to hear Lauren. And D'Angelo. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed with that, but it wasn't a versus. It wasn't what we're used to seeing, but it was it was okay. Swiss Beat says Swiss Beat says it was thrown together last minute because he was supposed to have versus with Maxwell. Mm. Who? D'Angelo? The versus was supposed to be Maxwell versus D'Angelo. And oh, Maxwell, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. So this was kind of thrown together last minute. That would have been a good versus. That really would have been good. But I mean, he still, Angela, Maxwell would have. Um, Angela would have lost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That would have been good. But that's what happened. And it was supposed to happen at the Apollo. So I think it was last minute. I mean, I thought I thought that her did a very good job. It was a nice update. I mean, I didn't expect Lauren Hill to be there. She don't even show up for her own shows. So <laughs> I didn't expect her to be there. I thought her did a pretty good job. But they say the next verse is coming up is um, going to be Ghostface versus 
Raekwon. So that'll be an interesting person. Y'all okay. Let me know how that goes. All the Wolf fans out there. Okay. I will <laughs> definitely be watching that. Yeah, Kim is a Wolf fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. That's interesting. That's a good nineties hip hop grind, like that New York gritty rap. That's that the verses, not a mini concert. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be a version. Yeah. Okay. Nice. All right. So moving on. Uh, coming to America came on this week, last week, last Saturday. Yeah. You watched it? I did. I watched it. I haven't watched. It. Okay. I mean, you can talk about it. I mean, I've heard I've heard mixed reviews about it. Me too. I, it ain't much I'm gonna say is. Only thing I'm going to say is I'll never have to watch that movie again in my life. <laughs> I mean, they try to modernize it. I thought it was good. There were moments where I was laughing. It wasn't the original one, but I thought it was good. They they modernized it. They de- they definitely modernized it. They had, you know, more more modern things going on with what women leading mean? and things was, like that. They have what? More modern things going on. Like with what? When the daughter was like, the one who rescued um Sinbad. So she Sinbad. Yeah. Oh did I say Sinbad? <laughs> Arsenio <laughs> Hall. <laughs> I definitely said Sinbad. <laughs> Listen, hold on to that for a minute. Kim, what what are mm-hmm. you seeing from your um from your timeline? Like what's the <laughs> what's the outlook on the movie that you've seen? She said mixed reviews, good and bad. Well, That's mixed- like Kind of 50 50. A lot of people say, you know, a lot of the lot of the things I keep seeing is it's really nice to know everyone has aged so nicely. So, if that's mm-hmm. the one of the main comments I keep seeing, I can't expect much from it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, going and I haven't watched it yet, but going into it, I didn't expect much from it. It's a sequel that came 25 years later mm-hmm. and it's on Amazon. And it filmed during the pandemic, so I didn't. I didn't go into it expecting. It was, and first, it's never going to live up to the original. We could still watch Coming to America today, and it's still hilarious. Correct. I had to go and watch Coming to America after I watched Coming to America. I'm not. I was. It was good to see all the characters, um, except for Soglo. He wasn't in it. Eric Lasalle. Mm-hmm. But in the sister. And, oh yeah, um, and, and the mom. She passed. The, the mom, mom passed. passed. But they didn't even. Okay, let me not say they, anything. But they they showed a picture of her. But yeah, she passed away. Um. So in that aspect, it was good to see all of these black actors working, um, and especially during the pandemic. I just didn't. The story to me seemed rushed and forced, as far as like, like almost like it was a laugh track behind the jokes, not like it was effortless mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so I wasn't expecting it to be a part two of the first like I wasn't that was that's an original classic movie but I thought it would I thought it would have been a little bit funnier but I felt like a lot of the jokes were kind of like dry forced no just like it wasn't funny some parts were um like the funeral scene in the beginning, with King Joffy Joe, yeah, certain things, but for me, I, I guess I don't, I don't see myself watching it again. Yeah, I mean, I 
surprisingly, I appreciated Wesley Snipes. Um, I think he did a good job. He he did better than I thought. I thought I was going to be rolling my eyes at him every time he came mm-hmm. on the scene, but I think he did a good job. What I could have did without was um, Tiana Taylor and um, Eddie Murphy's son. You know, I think, and I told you, I think about it. I know people have been, they would say he's too old to play his son, but because of the way they did the character, I would have preferred to see Kevin Hart as his son. Really? Because it was the same type of like short, loud <laughs> person. But at least Kevin Hart would have been to me, it would have been funnier. Eddie Murphy is only about eleven years older than Kevin Hart. How could Kevin Hart have played his son? I said if it wasn't for the age of it, but didn't didn't Eddie Murphy want um he wanted um Tracy, Tracy Morgan, Morgan to play his son. son. No way. He, that that wouldn't have worked out at all. Tracy Morgan that's looks older Arsenio than Eddie Murphy. And, uh, that's what Arsenio said. When he interviewed, he said that he was like, yeah, that's who I want to play my son. Like, y'all the same age. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think he was making a funny because um, there's no way in that could have worked. I heard Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. I, I, what? I heard that... Uh, uh, at first, they wanted Michael B. Jordan to play his son, I but he turned it down that. because that they're making good. Black Panther too, huh? That would have been good. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna watch it just mm-hmm. for the culture, for the nostalgia sake. But like I said, I didn't go into it expecting too much. It, it's a, it's a out. It's just a, it's just a rehash of the original, kind of like the original plot line, isn't it? Nope, no. Oh. He finds his son and it's, that's the main focus. I just thought it was weird because it never kind of indicated in the first movie that he had sex with anybody. Yeah, yeah well, so he didn't even that. know. Oh. I mean, okay. Well, I'm going to give it a try. No, see. Yes, you must watch. Um, so we're on what's, what, we, what we're watching? Yeah. Okay. Um, did we talk about the... um? Um, the Billy Holiday movie on Hulu? No, I think it was in the process of Oh no, because being I don't released. Know if everyone oh okay, okay. I didn't watch it yet. Okay. You should watch it. Okay. It was very it's good. pretty good. It's very good, very good. So I have to watch that. What y'all like about it? I just like I mean, of course I don't know Billy Holiday's you know, personality, not saying, because I wasn't in that era, mm-hmm. saying like if it was like a, someone do, doing um, like a, a Mariah Carey or Whitney, we would know how they were singing, but, but for, to not know, you can still feel who she was and her struggles through the actress that played her. She did an amazing job. Actually, all the act, actors in the movie did a great job. Um, but the struggles that you see that, um, a lot of African-American women deal with as they're going in that era from their childhood and, you know, how they struggle with relationships with men and friendships um, and how you get caught up in drugs and alcohol. And then music was her kind of out outlet. But the, um, the one song that they would not let her sing being the FBI who followed her everywhere um, it was just crazy. 
it, it's just crazy to see the things that we hear, we know happen, but you know, to kind of see it play out, it's just, it just kind of stings and it hurts to see what happened to her life. And she just wanted to, to be, you know, she just wanted to sing her songs, especially that song, which meant so much to her and to us, actually, when you hear the song. Did you watch it? Oh, Kim, you did watch it. You, you yeah. To watch it. Yeah, I did. Um, I thought it was just a shame that like every man she tried, I mean, she made a, a, a few bad, well, she made some bad decisions um, when it came to men, but it was just interesting that every man did her wrong. Um, if you watch the movie, they did speak on what the pain that she came from. They talked about how she was raped, how her mother at 10 tried to make her a prostitute and, and then gave her away. They talked about it. Um, it was, like you said, it was cra it's crazy to see the length. Well, I mean, I know one of the surprise, but it's crazy to see the length that the, this United States government went to totally destroy Black people and stop the momentum of, of the Black liberation movement and just Black unity in this country. It's crazy, especially coming off the hills of watching um, Jesus in the Black... Um, I'm Judas. sorry, what is it? Judas in the Judas Black Messiah, excuse me. And just, and just coming off that and seeing how the FBI had a, a, a snitch in the camp and then, you know, more information coming out about how NYPD and FBI was behind Malcolm X assassination. And it's just amazing to see that this government really hunted down black folk, powerful black people. It and was crazy. She and would not give in to them. She would not, you know, she wouldn't. And it was crazy to see that the people that they used to get to her or, you know, to mess with her money, it was, I don't want to give everything away, but you had to, you should watch it. It's real. It's a really good movie. I it's, always, like, it's always cool. your own and they knew her weakness. And so yeah. the government played up her weakness to the fullest. And not just the hunt over the song Strange Fruit, how they hunted her down over the drug issue. It was just, it was just really, really crazy to see how they target this woman. She died so young. And yeah. I don't know if anyone did because I'm a nerd and I Google everything. Google the death of her, of, of Billie Holiday because the man that she was last married to, even though she was trying to get away from him, inherited her whole estate. And it was, it's, a, it's a crazy story because she died penniless. But this yeah. man and his family is still profiting off her estate all these years later. It's so interesting to hear. Um, and really, really sad. Really sad. And it just sucks because so many of our greats had a, a drug addiction. You remember mm -hmm. Ray Charles was addicted to heroin. Mm-hmm. So it it's just it's it's crazy to see, but yeah, I would suggest everyone go watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna add it to my list. I'm gonna add it to my list too. It was better than Lady Sings the Blues. 
I don't remember much about Lady Sings. I no, no, no I do because <laughs> it's such a long time ago. I wouldn't compare them because you know it's two different stories, but similar to some about similar the same situation. Person. I thought that was about um. No, it's about this. It's about Billie Holiday. Wasn't that with um? That was um Diana Ross. But they didn't touch on any of her story. Well, no. I think that that I was trying to get to. Like it's it's interesting how in 2021, and I think Lady Sings the Blues was back in the late 70s. Yeah, yeah. How different the concept? Because of the I movie thought is. that was just based off of like a fictitious singer that was similar to Billie Holiday. It because was. It doesn't really. It right. It doesn't really show you the like mm-hmm. the in depth of what was going on with Billie Holiday. It I watched was, another um, documentary or show on Billie Holiday that had the similarities, but it never went into depth as to what this one does. And you just, I don't think a lot of us realize what our ancestors really dealt with trying to just be in this country. And the, the length of what the government would do, especially if you didn't go along with it, to destroy you. Because they would literally destroy your whole life until you die. And that's what they did to her. And I mean, so many other... There was other ones. There were other FBI agents. Specifically, they had Black agents going after artists like Louis Armstrong, Billy Holiday. It was certain... They would go after under the era of... um. Hoover, who was just scared of what black leaders would do in this country. What he did with Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, the list goes on and on and on and on. It wasn't just the Jagger or Hoover era era. You remember NYPD had a whole hip hop cops division during the late 2000s when they were specifically targeting rappers coming into New York. So it's just part of the plan. And it, the, the truth is hidden as part of the design. You know what I mean? And um, this, I think the difference is those movies were made from a white gaze where this movie was made with Lee Daniels. So a black person directed it, a black person produced it and wrote the story. So I just think they were just reaching for more of the truth. But it was it was just an excellent, excellent um it was an excellent movie. There's a biopic coming up, coming out about Marcus Garvey. I am interested to see how they're going to portray Marcus Garvey. So that's. I don't mean best. going back and hoping on um, TPP, but if you want to look at them, I'm just saying, like there's black film directors out here that that are getting it right and showing. <laughs> <laughs> other things besides black women being mad and burning down cars and throwing bricks on, on men. TPP is doing what works for him. So it's, hat, it's hats, exactly, off, exactly. hats off to Lee Daniels. Yeah, but it's, I'm just saying yeah, that there's, there's different ways that you can show us, you know, things that are going on besides us being angry or being cheated on or I'm just saying like it was good to see and I'm, I'm Glad you reminded me because I forgot until I watched it and I watched the credits. I was like, oh, yeah, Lee Daniels did this. Mm. Well, speaking of um, more Black greatness when it comes to um, films and TV shows, are y'all up to date on Queen Sugar? Yes. 
Kim, you up to date on Queen Sugar? No, because I don't have um. So I'm waiting for my contract to be. I'm waiting for my contract to be up with DirecTV, so I can get a Fire Stick so I can catch up. It's not updated. They don't have the new season on um, Hulu yet, but I do know of a website that usually puts it up. So I, today during my cleaning, I was gonna catch up on on Queen Sugar. But please feel free to talk about it. It doesn't. Do me any, never mind. What is it coming on? Open Web Free Network? No, it's on Discovery Plus. Um, well, it it comes on the home. Yeah. Oh, it's the home network. But because it's on Discovery Plus streaming now, which has like TLC on Food Network, Hulu probably can't get the new episodes yet. Mm-hmm. Because they have it first, so they will have to wait until the season is done, and then, and then they'll probably put the um the new season out. So Directv doesn't even have channels like that, like it, no, door? it does have channels like that. I just because I was planning on getting off of it to reduce the amount of money I have to pay each month because I don't really watch TV anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I'm on a very low package, and unfortunately. Own is not available in this package. No, but it's on there. I'm just not paying for it. I mean, we're only what two? Was it three episodes now? I, I think it's three. I haven't watched the third one yet. Like I said, I'm so gonna go. Two. I'm gonna go online and see if I could um go to that website and watch, um, you know, watch the episode. But I've seen clips of it because I follow. The Queen Sugar Instagram, and it seems like there's a lot. There's always a lot going on on Queen Sugar, um, but I see Ralph, Angel, and Darla are engaged. And unfortunately, unfortunately, oh, I don't like her for him. I'm sorry, he gave her too many chances. He had a good woman, and he let her go. I agree with you. She oh. had a drug addiction, and he she had a good woman. And he stayed with her because she loves him. Y'all don't give nobody no chance. That's the craziest thing in my life. She's the mother of his child. Now we'll see what happens in this. And that's the that's the mother of his child. She got her mother. Okay, that's his child. Don't do that. That he claimed that boy. That is his I son. Know he does. I'm not saying he doesn't, but I'm saying biologically, that's not his son. That's, that's his son. That doesn't matter. He claims that child as his own. She don't really, huh? He claimed that child as his own. It doesn't matter if that's his biological son. That's his son. But he had a good woman that was in the system giving him inside information, looking out for him, and she was really falling for him. And he was just like, deuces, I'm still in love with Dollar. I was like, damn, he broke her heart. He broke my heart doing that. I mean, but at least he was honest. He I mean, her. I'm glad he, he was honest, but he still had a good woman. And I think he should have gave that a chance before giving it up for Dollar. Why? But but if if you love somebody else, if you love somebody else, it's not fair to get into something else with somebody else. That's not fair to her. Because in the long yeah. run, she would have ended up broken hard and hurt more because she finally did fall in love with him. That's yeah, right. invested in him so much. So if he so, couldn't close that door, he didn't need to open no new doors. Yeah. This is true. All right. We'll see what happens because she's already fragile right now. She's like on the edge. Like she's just real fragile. 
girl, we know you don't have a, okay, you don't have a job, but he's going to hold you down. He said he got it. Exactly. She needs Take to just chill out and relax. Yeah, right. It's Rona. How's she gonna chill out and relax? Saying a lot of a lot of people don't know how to sit back and let somebody take care of them. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. y'all, I, I don't I don't understand this this like this this view and judgment y'all have of Dollar and a lot of other things. We, we like I want someone to take care people. of me, but I would I wouldn't know how to just sit back and chill and let someone take care of me, especially during the panorama. You cook, you clean, you take care of the kids. Very simple. No, some right people don't. That. Some people are not comfortable with that. You're though. right. You're right. Some people are not. You also don't have a child to cook or clean for. Ask person, ask his sister for money. He's like, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna be able. To, you're demasculating him now. Let him go out there and try. He Her. went and got a job already. How is she emasculating him? She's just concerned. That's what women do. That I don't think that's emasculating him. If he's telling you, if your if your man is telling you that I got this, don't worry. Let him and then you're making you telling him, well, you know, you should just ask your sister for money. You're not even giving the man a chance to go out there and prove that he can he can take care of his family. Didn't exactly. you also like, say that she's real fragile? So obviously, and she and Darla has always been a worrier. That's why she turned to drugs because she had issues with that. So if you're if you're struggling, if you're you, I'm not going Charlie for money. Let me do this. I got this. Do you need to trust your man, or else you shouldn't be with him? That's right. Well, she ultimately did, right? No, I mean she did. Still, she did she go and say say to Charlie on her own? No, we need money. We don't know yet. We don't know what she's gonna do. Yeah, I mean I I'll pump not. my fist for Dollar because she's she just trying in this world like everyone else. She ain't had ups and downs like the rest of the family. Now, who I can't get along with is that little old Nova. <laughs> oh, it's Nova. Reason, Nova always made bad decisions. She always okay. made bad decisions. Is she? She's still with that white man, right? She yes, is building a house and home and trying to um trying to be a stepmom. Mm -hmm. You ain't gotta like me, but you gonna respect me. But she just found out that she's not the first black woman he's been with, but she yes. didn't know that. Well, why does that even matter? She well, really thought that, you it know, she's matter. She's the questions you ask That's when what I'm you're saying. dating, though. You ask those she questions. Ask. And then you ask me, well, I'm not the first? No, you're not the first. So you should have had this conversation with this white man before you even started dating him. Mm -hmm. How many black women have you dated? So you know I'm different. We're not the same. I, I don't think that if when they got together, wasn't she a mistress? Yeah, so that's not exactly you don't act exactly ask the getting to know you questions when you're a mistress. Really? But you move in with someone before you ask those questions because they moved in together. And They're then she together. found out. Yeah. But so I, we just I, I think that she was. I, I mean, I understand that, but I'm just saying, if you're gonna be in love with somebody, shouldn't you know things about their past? Yeah. Not your ex, not the ex-wife telling you you know you're not the first. Yeah, that was crazy. And he has a type. I think she's worried about the fact that she's in love with a married man. Yeah, that was let, my biggest Let me issue. get old. Let me. I think to her, that's the bigger issue right there. Like, I'm a mistress to a married man who's a cop with kids, with white children. 
that. So my biggest thing is that who cares that he was dating other black women? What what is the problem? It hit your ego that you wasn't the first to turn him out? Yeah, like what, the, what, what does that really thought. what's the point? Let's get into some more further details that you need to know. Like what? What you just said. Knowing more things about him before oh, you move man. in together. Because you obviously weren't having those questions when you were just the mistress. But as we said, Nova has always made bad decisions in every aspect, whether it was work, family, or whoever she was dating at that moment. Mm-hmm. Well, now that they are um, quarantined together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have this one big happy family, right? Let's I hope she don't get pregnant by him and have some mixed mm-hmm. kids. That quarantine is real. I know three people who got pregnant during quarantine. So who's to say? Who's to say? What else? What else we watching? I'm watching Snowfall. I don't know how far along you got on Snowfall. I'm only on season one. I think I have one more episode. Um, Two weeks ago, you was on season one. Um, and that's like how many years ago, too? I told y'all I'll be falling asleep. Oh, oh and now give me the benefit of the doubt. Well, this season is good. Snowfall. Snowfall. I heard it, it competes with power. So it's better and than power. Well, Snowfall is a is a heavy show. Like there's a lot going on. I'm um I think I'm one yeah. behind. I watch it on on Hulu. Um, Hulu. It's it's three it's three episodes out now, right? Or four? Four. I think it's four goes out. I think it's four. It's crazy. I got a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. Maybe three. I can't remember, but I just watched it. This last episode was real heavy. But it, it, I mean, again, it goes into what was going on in the 80s and in LA with the whole crack epidemic and the whole gang wars are now starting and how things got started with drugs being put in our neighborhood. and, And it's just, it's heavy. It's just, but it's a it's a it's a it's a great show. So if anybody's not watching it, get into Snowfall. I'ma try. Y'all know how I feel about heavy shows. It's a lot going like on because it's it's a lot of different issues. Like she said, you're dealing with the government issue, then there's a whole backstory with the Mexican guy, and then you're dealing yeah. with turmoil, you know, within the black community itself during that time, and mm-hmm. then the turmoil and Franklin's family. It's just so much going on. Yeah, yeah. But it is it's no. a good show. I I do say I would give it. A little bit of a, I like. I really thoroughly enjoyed Power. Not so much a fan of the second Power with Mary, mainly because I hate to read. Um, <laughs> so I give it a step above Power. It's just basically, you know, the 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 West Coast version of what crack was doing over here too. But let me ask you this, Kim, because maybe I'm by myself on this. Like at the beginning of Snowfall. I was rooting for for Franklin. I have now felt like I don't. I'm not feeling Franklin and his well, his um his, his choices. They stupid in season one. No, no, you don't understand what I'm saying. He's like, very- season one is a, as a green Franklin. Like he's getting to know what's going on. But this Franklin now is like I don't even feel like he got feelings. 
Because in order to be a drug dealer and, and be in the business that he's in, you have to be devoid of feeling. So I think that the character development of Franklin State has been amazing because he did yeah. start off as he kind of basically was smart enough and kind of thought his way into the drug business. And now it's something different. And he's making crazy decisions because he's just moving off of emotion. And we all know what happens when you move off of emotion. Um, but I, I think it's great progression to see what happens when you get caught up in his life. Like you will get caught up in this life. You have mm -hmm. to feel yourself because how can you survive knowing that you're selling a product to your people that's killing your own people. Aside from, I'm sorry, I was going to say, aside from the guns you putting, you know what I mean, into the neighborhood and the wards that you're having, right? That's, and he's a yeah. smart guy. He is, but I think, it, I think it's coming down to that, the backing, because maybe he, you know, he has that feeling of being untouchable because he knows who is backing him. But I think he's made a, a real critical mistake when he goes and sees um, the the CIA agent mm. and and for an exit plan mm. because now you're making yourself disposable because they can replace you. Yeah, that that's a that's an excellent point, and I think to him kind of. Using the two crew, I mean, this is how I interpret it. He was using the two crews to kind of out uh, kill each other off so he could be, you know what I mean, at the top of the pyramid. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really stupid decision to make because you're going to get caught in the crossfire and you don't have the same amount of killers on your team, if you know what I mean, or the same amount of people. I, I just think he's making really bad decisions because the greed and the power and the guilt is getting to him. Yeah. Mm. And now you left them. I mean, you had this war, but neither one of them are dead. Man, man boy is smart. I mean, right. you, he decided to side with man boy, but then um, the other one, he's still alive. He's not dead. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of loose ends that are not tied. And now, you, now he's looking to expand to, yeah. you know, so it, it's a lot I don't know. It's and then no. it's like the oh the family, the mom, the dad. It's just a lot. Did the mom find out yet? I'm not telling you. Know, you oh. only season one. Oh. I can't tell you anything. <laughs> Maybe not even in season. You're not even halfway through. I'm not. Maybe tell me what's going on, which I don't like. This situation with that Asian reporter. I feel like she's nefarious in her actions. Yeah, I mean, I've never when reporters get involved in things like this is never she's either gonna end up dead or she's gonna end up um causing somebody else to die because she's getting too close and now she's got the information, so she's probably gonna go ahead and put that story out. Yeah, well, this I felt the same ghost. I liked ghosts in the beginning and then towards the end of power, I couldn't stand ghosts. Yeah, and I think mm -hmm. that's why, like, a, a character like Franklin and Ghost, you you hate and love, and I mean, like you said, it's a great development for him. Um, I just don't feel like I know, like in the beginning, you can always see the kind of torment Franklin used to be in when he had to make a bad decision, but he was still emotional about it. I don't 
feel that anymore from him. With that whole bookstore situation, it was like he did that with a smile, but he didn't mean nothing he said to those people. He's numb. And it was like, wow, you did that and didn't even, you don't even care. You have to numb yourself if you're going to continue. He has to numb himself if if he's going to continue to be in this business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a really Ooh, good show. Sounds good. This sounds wire worthy. This is you know. Oh, now you want to watch it? I mean, it's good. It's really. Y'all know good. I can't do these heavy shows like this because you know. But I mean, I'm supporting it because you know it was John Singleton. Another That's great, true. Um, so I do have to get in on it. Y'all are right. I gotta support. And I believe this is the last season. The last. This is the last. So how long was getting on things at the last season? Well, it's only four is this the last? I, I I believe I heard that. I could be wrong, but I think this is the last season. I mean, I would hope not. I know a lot of things going on with the pandemic. They probably with production and stuff like that. But I, well, we'll have to see how it ends. Because if it ends the way it's going, like it just seems like things are just it's a lot. So it might be. You might be right. So we have to just continue to watch and see. Mm-hmm. But um, other than Snowfall, what else am I watching? Um, a lot of nature shows, food shows, um, Hell's Kitchen, and Food Network shows. That's I, it. I was I wasn't done. <laughs> she, she's yeah, you I'm talking I, for you because that's no. what you, I know. What I you mean, watch. I watch food when I eat. Don't we all do that? Like I like to watch food while I'm eating. I'm <laughs> <laughs> be quiet over here. Um, but yeah, a lot of nature shows. Um, Ninety Day Fiance. That's about it for me. So, so he'll sound like she wanted to talk. So go ahead. No, I don't got nothing to say now. I'm like the way y'all shut me down. Nobody shut you down. No, that's what I'm watching. Food shows, Ninety Day Fiance. Um, I was watching Black Lightning. Not really enjoying this last season, but whatever. I started that too. What season are you, did you not enjoy? The current season. The what, current season. And what is the current season? Is that two, three? It's obviously not the one you're watching. Well, what season is it? Is it's season four. Oh, damn. I got a lot to get on there. Oh, here it's we special. go again. Okay. <sighs> yeah, I, I, got, I got left to season one. <laughs> and then I wanted to watch tonight that show, Kim, that you said to watch. Um, something about the eyes. Oh, behind her eyes, it's really good. It's about seven or eight episodes. It's British. Uh, so if you're not, you know, with the British accent, I watch it with the closed caption on. It was really good, but it's gonna make you angry because once again, there are some horrible decisions being made. Mm. Watch it. I think you should watch it. You would like it. Okay, I'm going to watch it tonight. And um, The Walking Dead. Oh, that's back on. Yeah, it's back I've on. I'm not too. enjoying that either, but this is last okay season. Okay. I, I guess I got to finish the ride. I guess so. Just let me know how it far. is, because I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be in it. It's been dead to me yeah. but, since Rick left, but right. you know, that's just been me. They, once they started, once Negan came and just started, like, Beating people with his bat of that first season, <laughs> it was like okay, y'all took out too many main characters too fast. I'm just, I just don't, I don't have no emotions. Even though my favorite character Carol is still on there, it's not enough for me to want to keep watching. 
I think I'm I think I'm one of the only two people in this world who never got into The Walking Dead. Well, you're I, like I, just, I, I, I just never got into it, but I, I, I got into Game of Thrones late, so so I guess I can watch it. I think it's on um Netflix, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's all I'm doing, and you know, keeping up, trying to keep up with the news, trying to be an adult. I need to get there. Yeah. It's not stream TV. I gotta look for the news. I don't look for it. So Jay, you was talking to me about um, long distance relationships. What's that about? It it just I don't know. You know I'm I'm in a relationship, so I shouldn't even mean thinking about different things like that but just the thought of the virus still being out here and people still you know single and looking like if I was single I think this would be a time where I would consider a long distance relationship I'm just saying it's it's just the companionship that you need <laughs> I understand there's, huh? there's a Listen, I'm confused. What? Why well, am I thinking about that? How I'm confused about a lot of it. Um, that last statement, and and why are you thinking about it? Because you can't have companionship with someone who lives in a different state with from you. Why not? You want it's a distant companion? You don't. You don't have. You want to, a pen pal? So okay, I'll tell you what made me think about it. So there's there's someone on um Instagram Instagram I follow her or um YouTube I follow. I think her her name is Naturally Mary Kay, and she started a relationship with someone. So she was a virgin and she started a relationship with someone, and it was no kissing, no no nothing. It was it was really strict. So my thoughts was the only way I could do something like that is if it's a long distance relationship. So that's what made me think about it. How old is she? Girl, that means you need to work on your self-control and self-discipline. If you don't want to have sex, you don't have to. I mean, no, the sex is not the issue, but I'm just saying no kissing. Like, I mean, but I guess that leads to other things, but it depends on the individual. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You're the same person who said that you need to be up on the person on the couch. I'll hold them hands on the couch. That's it on the <laughs> stage. Exactly. Exactly. And the ball. Yes, you did. In yes, you have. Mm-hmm. The you, for you to sit here and say <laughs> that you would love to have a long distance relationship so you don't have to kiss or y'all have to be affectionate. I don't believe you. You know what it means? Because it's all of what's in God's eyes the right way is how I'm looking at things more so. And I think when I was saying things like that, I was looking at it how I was looking at it, the the way God is not wanting me to look at it, right? But things are more so, how would God want a dating relationship to look? And that's probably why it dawns on me. So, But you uh, could so date somebody who lives in your building and not kiss them if you don't choose to. It doesn't have to be long distance. I mean, it's it's the temptation. That's just the boundaries you're setting in your relationship. And that's why you gotta be equally yoked. So meet you somebody who wants to be a virgin to their mat to 
their wedding day. And I honestly don't think that's true. If they were in the longest, you're going to tell me you haven't seen your boo in three months and y'all got off the airplane and gave each other a high five. <laughs> so I, I, did, I, saw, I saw that and they were a beautiful black couple. I didn't believe that for one that for one instant. Of course they kissed. She got felt up. They just might have not had sex. But there was no way these two extremely attractive black people were not kissing when they seen each other two times a year. Exactly. You have to be that. I mean, God just wants the person to make sure that they're able to take care of you so that you're not with a bum, basically. So if you're supposed to be... No, I'm serious. You have to be stable enough to take care of your significant other. Like, you're not living at home. Like, he's he, he has a job. He's stable in his mind. He wants the same thing. Like, it's not just about, you have to be on the same page. And through dating someone is how you figure that out. I mean, you don't have to have sex with them. Um, but you have to have some type of affection to know if you are um, on the same page with that, too. Like, if they kiss the way you like, if they hold you the way they, yeah, those things have to be kind of, tested so y'all are anti-long distance relationships i'm not no, anti I'm- any relationship i think that I'm- if if a long i'm sorry if a long distance relationship works for you then it works for you i know my truth and i know and i will never say nothing as crazy as i could be in a long distance relationship because i know i don't want that i'm not anti um long distance relationship but i am anti is People that are being delusional, saying that they're gonna have, they want a relationship with someone because they don't want to have sex and they are, or, or they don't want to be, they don't want to have a companion. They want a long distance companion, knowing they want someone sitting right there on the couch holding the same remote together. You know, Lady J, I put on my psychiatrist hat and I say, so you want the perks of a relationship without putting in the word? Why is that? Is that what? Is I that mean, what it, in a, yes, in a, in a long distance relationship, because you don't see each other that much. When you see each other, it's going to be roses and rainbows the whole time. It's not right. the so whole you don't want to you don't want to go through the, the right. You don't want to go through the as Chris Rock said, you just want to love the white bread, the, the white bread of a person. You don't want to love the crust of a person. Mm-hmm. So you got to work on that friend why you thought that was okay to say that crazy statement like no one has ever met you before. <laughs> and you also have to real think to, to yourself why you can't have a non-sexual relationship with someone who lives with you or lives dates in your same town. That's an issue of your self-control. But I think you can. Haven't you done that before? I have. Right. So I just think you are looking for something new. That's what it sounds like to me. That's true. She's shaking her head. So I mean, I want people to hear her say yes, because I think I hit the head. That's true. But but not Stacey, not just something new. She wants something new and fresh and popping all the time. She don't want to deal with the heart, the, the real deal, the everyday realness of a relationship. You just want to well, see someone three times a year. No, well, let's get into that. Because but I, but I that's think, how I feel. I and think, that's how I feel about I will be okay with a long-term relationship because I don't okay. want to deal with someone every single 
day. But and that is my issue because I'm okay to be a long distance relationship. You can meet, you can have a relationship with someone in your same town and not see them every single day. And I'm fine with that too. It doesn't have to be a long distance. You could just be honest, like, look, you know, I gotta go to work. I don't want to see you today. What's wrong with telling people the, the truth? Like, what's wrong with that? I think what happens now in this pandemic that people that are in a relationship that are living together, oh, <laughs> they are tired of each other. Yeah, that's but all it is. That look, okay, you know what? You getting on my nerves. <laughs> that's I it. That toe anymore today. So the Go the grass the grass seems greener on the other side. Yeah, so some relationships have been tested to the limit, mm. pushed into the limit. It has been tested to the limit. And either you are going to be strong in this, stronger, or you're going to realize that this is we not can't it. waste no more time. This mm-hmm. pandemic is, I That's realize it. I can't time, and you are not the person for me, so I'm going to let you be free. Mm-hmm. Be, be free, free, little one. Mm-hmm. You go find I'm just, who you need to be, yeah. and I need to do the same thing. Because you wouldn't be telling yourself a falsehood like you could be in a long-distance relationship if you didn't want to be free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly, it ain't nothing... Well, let me not say that. It sucks being single right now. Especially when you're in a place where you would like something. But I'd rather be bored and free and, and you know what I mean? And And unattached than to be with somebody and be bored and miserable. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, this has really tested people and it's a lot of domestic violence has increased too during yes. this time. Mm-hmm. People are really like pushed they, to the I, edge. They've mm-hmm. had it with their significant others. So yeah, so, if you look, if you want something new, it is nothing wrong with saying, look, I this ain't working no more. But then that goes back to not looking deep when you're first, when you're in that um, honeymoon stage, that initial initial stage of meeting someone. All you're seeing is the outside and the and and you're not really asking the questions to know this person. During the pandemic, you had no other choice but yeah. to know and get to know the good and the bad about the person that you're with. Right. And sometimes in relationships, even in friendships or family relationships, you all are growing in different directions. And not everybody's meant for some people are for a reason, some people for a season. Not everybody's meant to go with you forever. Maybe you just outgrew each other or even the situation. Maybe you could stay together and just not live together. And, and work on your relationship from that aspect and see if it's worth keeping. I couldn't imagine. And I, I am lonely as I don't know what. But at the same time, I couldn't imagine living with another adult right now. For what? No, I'm good. I think if you, to that point, like if you were together and then, you know, you, you move, someone moves out, I don't think the relationship can really go back or continue be, continue because eventually you're either going to get married or you're, you're not because where is that relationship going to go? So you've already lived together. You know that it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So am I going to marry this person? And that's, that's very true. That's true. That's very true. 
this is a good this is a good test for a lot of people in relationships. If you are not happy, this is your opportunity to get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. To find yourself. I mean, you this is this That's probably found this, this probably made you find yourself and what you liked and what you didn't like. Mm -hmm. Because when you weren't in the pandemic, you can leave, you can go to your friend's house, you can go out, you can go to happy hour, you can vent. You can vent now, but turn around two feet over. He's sitting right there, or she's sitting right there. But <laughs> that's the whole conversation. That's right. That's... Uh... <laughs> or it could be little things like, I got to wash the dishes all the time. Why can't you take the garbage out? You sitting in this house too. It's just things that, you know, manifest on a different level when you're around that same person all day long. So you either find out that you really, that's your, like, that's the person you are meant to be with, or this is just, this is the end of the road. And you gotta have you gotta have a real deal sit down adult conversation with your significant other about it. And then you have to decide what you're gonna do. I mean, I have a two bedroom. I could go to another room to escape. I couldn't imagine. Oh my gosh, just being in a one bedroom. Mm -mm. One of us gonna have to sit in the kitchen because. <laughs> I can't keep looking at you. That's how I feel. <laughs> Go to your room. No, no, you can't sit out here with me in the living room and watch TV. Go to the room. Like one of Go your boys, that, one of your boys don't want to play 2K or nothing? Like your cousin yeah. in that main home? <laughs> yeah, but man, but it's, it's when you're having thoughts like that in a situation like you're currently in, friend I think it's really time that you have a conversation with Lady J and then translate that over to homeboy mm. because you, you, you're you trying to delude yourself into some craziness I can't even believe you thought that you would be in a long distance relationship that's like me saying I could be in a long distance relationship that's a bold face lie Kim I can't believe she was going to bring that to us like, exactly. like, like hey wait a minute what and she said that with all seriousness. She didn't, I mean, I'm not there with y'all, but she wasn't joking or, or guffawing or nothing. Well, if you can't be real with your friends, who can you be real with? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking, speaking of, so this pandemic has been, um, has brought a lot of insight or should have, it could have. We're talking about viewing relationships intimate relationships but what about our friendships how do you handle changing relationships whose question was that that was kim's question okay uh, was like kim. how do you handle it i think um well naturally if both people are growing and maturing and, and becoming the best versions of yourself the ramifications of your friendships are going to change but and I think like the main thing as far as in like an intimate relationship, communication has to be key. And if it isn't, there's going to be a lot of miscommunication, a lot of assumptions made and nothing good ever came from that. I think I think that it naturally just changes and we just got to see how the parameters of it are going to change because it changes. We're changing, becoming different people. And the goal is 
to not be the same person that you are last year that you were three years ago. So hopefully the people that you have in your life are on the same uh, path of the self-discovery and, and finding their purpose and your relationship could be based on who you are in that current time. Yeah. But it's, 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 I'm, 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 I'm so, you know, things come to me after the fact, especially when I swallow and breathe. But I think that sometimes it is, um, it's weird and it's, it's not a good feeling sometimes to realize that the person and the way you felt about somebody uh, at a different time is not the same way now. And how you react to them is not the same way they react to you and vice versa. So it could be kind of, it could be kind of a daunting task, but I also believe if something is meant to be, it'll always find a way to be. I'm done. I just, I mean, there's not much to add, but I think with communication, is all so true, true communication. So you don't ever want to, if you're changing or things are happening in your life and, you know, with friends, I think it's always good to be honest as far as like what's going on with situations because um, that's how you know where someone's growth is going. Whether it's if they got a new significant other, new job, new friends, you know, new interests, because I think that's how distance starts to happen when things get left out of conversations or just not mentioned. And it's like, oh, well, I didn't know this was going on in your life or you never talked to me about that. So then it starts to feel like, well, I guess, you know, our friendship is changing, but it's just the truth of the communication is not 100%. Like it was, you know what I'm saying? At one point. So I think when with communication is the truth of everything that's going on so that when you're changing, if your friendships are changing, whether it's for that season or if it's supposed to be longer, it helps with the process is what I'm trying to say. I hear what you're saying. But unfortunately, people are not always keen on um, the truth. And I think sometimes that's what negatively impacts a friendship, a relationship. Um, Communication is not open and truthful. But it's also a harsh thing. Sometimes it's hard to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. And people don't do it because we don't want to hurt each other's feelings. Because if you're friends, you don't want to do stuff like that. So that's how I think some things can be... um, miscommunicated mm. but it, it, it's best to come from your friend if it's a real friend than to come from the outside like that's why they're your friend through the good and the bad if it's an associate who cares but you're going to care about your friend's feelings and that's how you start the conversation off listen I'm not trying to hurt your feelings but 
but automatically yeah. you're but just saying that. When you start when you that, me that, as soon as you say that, my defense mechanism goes up. But and that's why, I, but that's why but I never you, start a conversation like when, that. But maybe that's in. why I'm in the situation that I'm in now when it comes to friends because I'm a little bit too truthful. A little bit but, too but it also comes with having a level of grace and patience and empathy with your friend. Not everybody is in a place where they can, even if with a good friend that you've known for years, if you're not comfortable with being coming out and saying that I feel a certain type of way, I feel such and such a way, um, I would you would also think that the person who knows you knows you well enough to number one, not make assumptions about what they think is going on with you, but number two, to be like, all right, I haven't heard from so and so in a while. And I know that, you know, two months ago they said that they were going this, that, and the third. Let me check up in and see how they're doing. Cause maybe they're not in a place where they can call you every week and tell you, girl, I'm depressed. I don't want to get up in the morning. I don't feel like going to work because at times it's embarrassing to admit to people that you don't feel like showering today. Or you're having really dark thoughts about harming yourself. That's even with someone that you love or even family. It's hard to come out and say something like that. So I think we also have to give our friends the same sympathy and grace and empathy that we would want from them if we were going through something else as well. I agree. We can't be like, see. we can't just be like, things are negative because you're not telling me what's going down. But as my friend, you knew the place that I've been in. But sometimes we don't know. But if sometimes you have, if you have an indicator of it. Sometimes we don't even have that. And sometimes certain things are just not that apparent to us. Because we're going through our own things. So... It's it's so, it's on both sides. It's thing it's things that both 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 sides needs to learn about listening and observing and active listening and observing and not waiting to respond. Because sometimes we will have a conversation to someone and we're not really actually listening. We're just waiting to respond to that one thing that they said and we don't hear the whole picture. So it's it's about one side being able to actively listen and observe and, and take things in and the other side actually being in a place that they are feel safe enough to say certain things to who they think are their true friends. For me, certain things I'm not going to say and Stacy knows that, but certain behavior she's able to pick up on. And when she knows I'm not ready to talk, she'll ask, and if I don't respond, she knows to walk away and eventually, and not eventually like three, four, five, six months down the line, eventually a couple of hours, maybe even a couple of days, I'll muster up the strength to be able to, let's have this conversation. But it's about knowing who your friend is too and knowing how to say, hey, you may not be ready to talk about it right now, but here's the space for us to have the conversation. And that is a very valid point. Like you said, giving each other grace and empathy and sympathy. Like if you haven't heard from your friend in a few days, hit them up. 
and you never know what could happen by that. It's showing somebody a little bit of care and not always jumping towards, well, let me tell you why you're wrong and why we are not in the place that we used to be. It's about, all right, let's try to sit down and figure this out. But things are going to change, and hopefully the right people who are supposed to be in your life are going to be there regardless. And then being okay if it doesn't work out. Like I've had situations that mm-hmm. where it didn't work out and I had to fi- I had to come to terms with the deal with it, feel the emotions and the disappointment behind it, but then be okay with it. Like, okay, it's just like you said, a reason and a season. And now the season appears to be over. And not to blame yourself. Yes. And we also have to come to that realization when our friend or we're having a conversation and that initial reaction or initial text or phone call, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm good. And you're not good. How am I supposed to know you're not good? Because you, you know that per- because you know that person and you know you've listened and observed that maybe two weeks ago. But I wasn't even finished talking. But you cut me off while I was speaking. We do that as a people to cover up what's going on. And then we're expecting people to know how we're feeling without really saying what we're feeling. It's okay. To say, today is not a good day. I didn't get out of bed today, girl. I'm having a rough day. What's going on? Because you're telling me I'm all right. I'm okay. I mean, things could be better, girl. Who are you telling? The same thing for me. That's not the same level as what's really, if you tell me what's really going on with you emotionally. But as while we do the mask ourselves with masks, we don't want to put our emotions truly out there for people to know. Because as Tim said, it could be embarrassing. So let it be embarrassing if that's your friend. That's the person that you trust is supposed to know you. Tell them what's going on with you. It's true. Because but Stacy, that's not that's, not, that's not just the it. You have to be comfortable enough to be in a place. It doesn't matter if that's your close friend. That's not the only aspect of it. You have to be in a space to, number one, admit to yourself. And number two, admit out loud that, yes, I need help. And because asking for help is is actually kind of admitting defeat. And people can be very judgmental when you ask for help. So you have to, like I said, it gives people space, gives people have grace and sympathy for somebody. If you truly know somebody, and you know that they've been having a rough time and they have may have not said it to you within the past month, but you knew that two months ago when they did say something about it to you, you knew they were in the having a rough time. So you, you come from a place where let me check on my friend because I know that she was having a rough time and I haven't heard from her and all of a sudden everything is fine every single time. It comes with knowing your friends and having empathy and treating people the way that you would want somebody to treat you. But I think that's where the reality of what Hill was saying, like 
we are all going through things. So sometimes you get so overwhelmed with what you're going through, you're not thinking about what someone else is going through. So if someone says, I'm good, you're going to take that at the face value. You're not going to dig deep. So that kind of overpowers things sometimes because you have your own stuff going on, but you just want to check in and see how that person is doing. And then you, you know? have to reevaluate the the quality of your friendship because if you can't ask your real friend, someone you think is your true closest friend if you can't ask for help then you have to reevaluate yourself and you have to reevaluate your friendship because that's a myth that um asking for help is admitting defeat no asking for help is just that i need help in this situation and that's okay because we're none of us are perfect we all have things that we have to um, build upon and we have to progress at whether it's on our jobs and in relationships and in, in, in anything so it's okay to ask for help that's where we get caught up thinking that if I ask for help then that makes me look weak but we'll go to a stranger for help sometimes sometimes people will deal with things on their own and that's not always good either well uh, also that and people go to strangers or people they may not have known because they feel like i'm going to be judged or looked at differently if i tell somebody so like you said it does come a point where you have to evaluate your friendship and you have to evaluate and ask that person how they feel about you and if you find out how they feel about you is negative then you would imagine why someone may not want to come to you and tell you I'm not I'm not doing good and so sometimes it is easier to get professional help or speak to somebody else it, it's, so it's, a, it's a it's a it's a give, it's a give and take but one one but thing it comes down to is to making know. sure your friends feel comfortable enough to say something to you if if I was in a situation where someone said to me, excuse me, I didn't feel comfortable telling you like exactly when this was going on and how I was feeling, I would kind of sit back and say to myself, well, why doesn't so-and-so feel comfortable enough to tell me what's going on? And I have to evaluate myself and how I'm treating that, my, that person or ask them how they're perceiving me. It's not always on the victim sometimes. Well, not the victim. I'm not, I'm not using that word as a, victim, as a victim, but it's not always on the one who's asking for help. That's what I'm saying. And yes, we're all going through things. Everybody is going through things. That's why you should make it not a priority, but make it making yourself more aware, more cognizant to check in on your people, especially if you know they're not the type of person who's going to come out and tell you that they're having a rough day all the time. So then that goes for all of us sitting at this Absolutely. Table. Because all of us have issues with checking in with one another. We all have issues with seeing those, um, those words that we put in text messages and not necessarily saying, oh, I think something's wrong with that person. Why? Because we're going through our own stuff. And that's why it's important. And that's why the big thing now, and I think is very important for people to seek professional mental health, because you need that trained professional that's able to be impartial and be able to help you sort those issues out so you can get, get on track with your life. Because sometimes 
family members, friends, they're dealing with their own shit and they are unable to help you figure out your shit. Absolutely. And I, you all know that I am an advocate of therapy, but unfortunately, because of so many stigmas we have in our community based upon, you know, just white supremacy and the study of psychology and what the black church says, well, what the black church says about um, psychiatry, our people are suffering because we don't want to face things. And I'm with you. I'm I'm a huge proponent of therapy. I think that everybody black and brown needs to be in therapy. I agree, Kim. We don't want to face things. So it's, um, yeah, it's easier to judge other people and blame other people and tell them what they're doing wrong when really you're not even facing the reality of what you're doing wrong. Absolutely. So with that said, I think that's heavy enough for us today. I think we did a lot of um <sighs> chatting about life and dealing with life in this pandemic one year in. Yeah, man. Um, I'm gonna close with a quote All right. from um Mr. George Washington Carver. You know, he's a agricultural scientist, inventor, black, a black greatness. He said that where there is no vision, there is no hope. I'll say it again. Where there is no vision, there is no hope. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for joining us uh, for another episode of Let Me Say This podcast. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Let Me Say This Podcast. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. Oh, Pocket Cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and more to come. Um, and we also have our new listener support. So you guys could, um, you know, drop a dollar or five and, um, Support your girls as we continue to put out um, content for you guys. So, and build this podcast of mine. Yes. Thank you again for um, hanging out with us for another episode. See you next time.